Alec Burks guarding it from the start. Wiggins again. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! Three-pointer, number 2974, the man who changed the game, the igniter of the three-point revolution in the NBA, and now he stands alone at the top of the three-point list. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. Yeah. World, I continue to tell you, here we are finishing up 2021. Definitely excited to have this particular guest, a believer. I got to add the believer piece because we're going to talk a little bit about that later. An NBA junkie. I like to say a Golden State Warriors absolute biggest fan, okay? I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> Went to travel to, to the games, was at the record-breaking game in Madison Square Garden in New York. When you talk about basketball content, and I did express this to uh, this dope guest, take a listen. She'll let you know how to find her. When it comes to basketball content, the details, the passion, I highly recommend it. And I had to, I had to, world, make sure she's on Why Not Sports to not to bless this platform, but you can also feel and support someone that I'm like, yo, if y'all haven't, make sure you do. But, world, Help me welcome Nat, Natalie from this dope, dope basketball podcast. And the introduction of your podcast are dope, too, because I feel like I'm about to – I'm getting hyped before you even push record. All the, the different, you know, plays. I'm like, yeah, that's a good – I'm like, wait, Mr. Murph, calm down. So, anyway, <laughs> world, help me welcome, like I said, from all Nat podcasts, Nat, a.k.a. Natalie, to Why Not Sports. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It's a blessing and a pleasure. Um, yeah. Um, on that podcast, it's produced by On the Sidelines, OTS. And um, I started my first podcast this season. I'm super excited about it. So far, so good, I think. It is a Warriors-focused podcast, but we do get into all things around the NBA. I always have on guests uh, who deeply know the other teams as much as I know Golden State so people can get their insight on whatever team is um, Golden State is matching up with but also if there are any headlines around the league we get into that too so um, I hope you'll give it a listen um, and yeah, I they better. having me on <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter at NatFluential N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N T-I-A-L uh, or you can follow all Matt Pod on Instagram for basketball content world make sure you guys and ladies make sure you support subscribe and if you didn't catch the first part because you just like murph man you had me cracking up with your introduction she and i will make sure uh, you know where to find her and it's on the description as well of this podcast but what got you into basketball content first and foremost Man, when I tell you it is the most completely organic thing in the world, um, I, I'm i a lawyer by training, so that's what I went to school for and studied, but I wouldn't say that that was ever my passion or something I wanted to do. It was kind of like one of those things that I was pushed towards, um, so never really fulfilled with my career, um, and I would say after about maybe... Uh, I don't know how long it was, but it was probably in about 
maybe 2013, maybe, I started um, the the company I was working for. They had a sports division. Okay. Um, and I've always been really into sports, particularly basketball, but just sports in general. And I started to think about whether I could have a career in sports. And so really I was trying to get in behind the scenes. I do product marketing, like I'm a lawyer and I do practice law, but I also have done some business things in law. So I've done product marketing, product management, um, um, legal tech, but I've been in the tech world. So uh, I thought I could do something behind the scenes in sports, you know, cause those are transferable skills. It's just a different product. It's just a different industry. So that's how I was trying to break in. You know, um, and I would get interviews for some really great companies, but it was always like, you're a lawyer or you're overqualified or, you know, it was just the same thing over and over, you know. Um, so I couldn't get my foot in the door, even though I would get the interviews. Um, and then I left my company because they wanted me to move and I, I, I didn't feel like moving and then I went into an, a law firm to, uh, they they actually do a lot of sports law. And I thought maybe I could make some connections and 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 build in that way. I actually hated that place. It was short lived. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to like, this is why I stopped practicing law to begin with. Like, you're not going to take my sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bounced and I decided just to do contract work and figure out what my next steps were going to be. That was very shortly before the pandemic hit. So no one knew there would be a pandemic. Uh, And all this time leading up to then, people had been telling me, Nat, like from way back, start a blog, Nat, start a podcast, Nat, like you need to do this. And I I resisted it. I was like, nobody wants to hear me talk, talk basketball. Y'all are crazy. Um, Somewhere in that time frame, I joined Twitter. really as a means for me to just connect with other junkies like me, people who were obsessed about basketball and the Warriors because no one in my actual real life was. <laughs> and, um, right? I mean, That's I'm real. sure you can relate to that experience. Absolutely. And so I wanted others who were as fanatic as me. And the following that I grew on Twitter is organic. Like most people in my real life who know me don't follow me on Twitter. They're not even on Twitter. So... The fact that like people actually followed me is still bizarre to me. You know, I'm like, why do y'all want to hear what I have to say? I, I promise you, I'm not joking. It's it's weird to me. And so my followers started encouraging me, people in my life, and a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. And um, I, I landed here. And when I say I truly believe this is the path that God wants me to go in, it is. It's I don't do things impulsively. I don't do them lightly. Um, I was fearful. I needed to build my confidence. You know, as a woman in this space, you know, you're always worried about what people are going to think of you. Mm-hmm. I don't like pretend about this. I didn't play basketball. So you're going to always have people questioning your knowledge. You're a woman. You didn't play. Why should I listen to you? What do you have to add in this space? So all those fears, you know, are driving me. I'm also not as young as I may look. Thank God black doesn't crack. But, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely, you know, I grew up watching Magic Johnson. And when people hear that, they're like, what? You know, so um, it, there was a lot of things that went through my mind. And so it was more me talking myself out of it than people supporting me and telling me I could do it. And eventually I decided like, nah, this is it. This is what I need to do. This is the direction I'm being pushed in. And so... I launched the pod and now I'm like full force. I'm in it. Um, I'm, I have lots of content ideas. I'm going to be having more content coming and I'm here. I'm in this world. Let's do it. There Sorry. It is. I was long-winded. I apologize. Nat. Now for the first time, <laughs> listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, y'all know what time it is. They like, Nat, this is what Murph do. Do you know how many guests that Murph has had that he just gives you a safe space? Do you? <laughs> I'm just you. asking a couple of questions. Do you? Because this is what we need, even for me. Because I know when I'm on the other end, I tend to be long-winded. And stop laughing at me for my avid listeners. Y'all know how I get on the other end. I love to talk. Um, <laughs> so don't you good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So all that, I need to know the yeah. background story of the name itself. <laughs> yeah, so um, 
coming up with the names for your podcast, right, or your show is so, it's such an ordeal. But mm-hmm. um, originally it was going to be nothing but Nat, and I think people would have probably really gotten that. And I, they still do get it, but there's some people who don't get the spin on all Nat, Nat as yeah. quickly. Nat, um right. And so I wanted um, something that was obviously clearly reflecting of basketball, but my brand on Twitter, which I am known for basketball, but it's like, how do people know me? They know me as Nat. Like, that's what everyone calls me in real life. That's how people know me on Twitter. So I wanted a way to incorporate my name into the title, but I also wanted people to know that it was about basketball. Um, and so that's why the really the image and the artwork for the show ties it all together. But that that was really what I came up with. And it ended up being shortened to all that because I have another brand, actually. It's a cooking brand, which is cooking and wellness. Actually, it's being neglected right now. And that's called Nourished by Nat. I am the bomb cook. That I'm not um, humble about. I, I can throw down. There and you go. Uh, <laughs> also during the pandemic, that emerged as something people a lot wanted me to share my recipes. I would like post on Instagram, nourished by Nat on Instagram if you're interested in cooking. But I would post my my food on Instagram and people started asking me to make videos and to share my recipes and that turned into its whole thing. So my Instagram persona is very separate and distinct from my Twitter. So part of the challenge of me launching my podcast is like, can I bridge these two worlds? I have followings. But the people who follow me on these two different place platforms follow me for different reasons. Um, and so nothing but Nat sounded very similar to Nourished by Nat. It's different, but I didn't want people to get the brands confused. So I decided to go with all Nat and that's how it was born. And then it was finding um, other dope creators to work with to help me bring the, the vision to life. So the person who did my artwork, um, and uh, just, you know, my producer helping me to get like the music and everything together for the show. And so, yeah, that's really how it all came about. There it is. And, you know, I uh, completely understand when you have multiple brands that has two different audiences. So I get it. Or two, or, yeah, or a totally different audience compared to, yeah. you know, I get it. Right. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I want to talk about this week that you've had to where you said, Murph, my voice. I don't blame you. This is one of, not one of, this is historic. This has been a historic week with Steph Curry breaking the all-time three-point made field goals ever. 2974 when you were at the game. I responded to the, to the, to the tweet. It went viral. Talk, you met Mama Curry. Like, I mean, just, I just, 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 just talk about that experience first. Yeah, man. What an amazing, it's probably, you know, I've, I've been to like the NBA finals before. I've been to a lot of playoff games. I've gone to a lot of basketball games. So it's still tops. It's probably one of the most amazing NBA experiences I've ever um, had in my life and been a part of. Um, so I, some, you know, because I'm such an avid Warriors fan, um, if people don't always read my profile and pay attention, they automatically assume I'm from the Bay, but I'm not. So I actually live on the East Coast. I'm from New York. And um, so I don't get to, I do actually travel to Warriors games, like to see them play in the Bay and in other places. But whenever they're on the East Coast, I make it a point to try to get to all of the games on the East Coast if I can. And so... Ironically, I actually didn't have tickets to the Knicks game. I actually prefer the Barclays where the Nets play as an arena. And and so I wasn't planning to go to the Knicks game because I was going to Boston and Philly. So I was just like, it's okay if I just do one New York game. And as he started to inch closer to the record, I'm looking at what he's averaging. And I'm just like, MSG is a possibility. It's a possibility. So is Philly. So is Boston. But MSG is a possibility. And if there is a chance for me to be there in person, I want to witness it. So I hit up um, Jay Thompson, someone else on Twitter. And I was like, girl, come to New York. Like, let's watch, you know, Steph may break the record. And she was sold just because she's never seen Steph play anyway in Mm. person. And so she came out here, thank God. And we went to the game. And... 
It was amazing. Like, first of all, I never get to anywhere on time, including basketball games. I know people think that's crazy, but I'm definitely that person who strolls in like at the beginning of the second quarter. So I was like, there's no way we're going to be late to this game. We have to be on time. And we were, and we were walking in at like 731. And it was so funny because I said to myself, I can't believe it. First time I've ever been at a game on time. And then I looked because, you know, they have like the TVs around the the, the arena. Mm-hmm. And I see the game has already started. I'm like, what? This is insane because games never start on time and, and definitely not national TV games. So m- my guess is that they knew they were going to break once the record got broken and that was going to take a lot of time. So they didn't like delay it. So we walk in and I'm like, oh, shit. And then oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't mean to curse. And and so um, I see Steph pull up for a three, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God! And he makes this. So that's the tie. That's the one that ties the record. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, we start running to our seats. Everybody is like, not just us, because people are like, oh my gosh, everyone knows he only needs two to break it. So thankfully, we get to our seats in time. And as soon as I got in my seat, I just started recording because I knew it would be so quick, and I didn't want to miss it. So I just kept the phone on and my camera on. And then, you know, came the play and we're all watching in anticipation, you know, Wiggs passes it to him, it goes up and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, and then it switched and it's like, ah, you're screaming and um, the whole arena erupts, everyone stands up and, you know, I just put like the, 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 the shot on Twitter, but I recorded like the first three and a half minutes and it was just electric in the garden, you know, and you watch him hug his father and then, you know, his mom and like Ray and Reggie and just, it was just pure love for him in the entire building. Um, and I, I mean, I was tearing up already, but then when they showed the picture of him just like letting it all out, like everything, I just completely broke down. Yeah. Jay was like, I did not know you were like this. Like, you're like a proud mom. I was like, I really am. <laughs> right, right. You, you've been a part of the journey. Yeah, so it was cool. It was an amazing experience. Meeting Sonia was just happenstance. Shout out to Jay for, like, her her eagle eye. But she's like, there's Steph's mom. And I looked, I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, man, forget this. I was like, hey, Sonia. I <laughs> She turned around and I was like, congratulations, you must be so proud. And she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And she was like walking out of MSG and like just walking down the street in New York, which I couldn't understand. I'm like, where, where is Sonia going? So I'm not even gonna lie, we kind of followed her for a little bit like stalking, like, hey, we can't keep following her. We really should have asked for a picture, Jay's like, we really should have. And then we got our break because she stopped and it was a light, she was waiting across the street. I'm like, come on, let's go. So we ran over there and we were like, can we just get a selfie real quick? And she, you know, she stopped with us and nice. Jay just snapped really quick because we, you know, we didn't want to hold her. Right, right. And um, so it was a cool moment. Yeah, really, really cool moment. That's dope. Now, I was uh, listening to the press conference and Draymond, Draymond Green, he wanted yeah. that pass. He wanted that assist to, uh, <laughs> to, to Steph, even though Wiggins got it. Um, talk about Draymond's green impact to the Warriors franchise since he's been there. You know, there, this, it's like an ongoing debate about who the Warriors' second best player is. Sometimes people say it's Clay. Sometimes people think it's Trey. Um, but I would say... If you're saying talented, yeah, Clay's probably a more talented player. He's definitely a, right, he can score and he can shoot, and people tend to value offense a little bit more. But I would say if if Dre is not the second best player on the Warriors, which he probably is, he's definitely the second most important piece to all of this, right? Um, his impact is immeasurable, you know? Um I mean, Steph talks about it too. Like they offset each other, right? Because you couldn't just have a presence like Dre because after a while people would tune him out because he talks a lot. He talks too much. Ironically, um, the other day someone said, who's the Draymond of Warriors Twitter? And they were like, Nat. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Is that how I'm viewed? But I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think my Twitter persona actually matches my real life persona. Um, and it's not an act. It's just that that's the most unfiltered version of me. That's, that's the good. version that you can't let out every day. 
um, you know, you have to have decorum in, 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 in regular life and civil society. And you should on some level on Twitter. Absolutely. But it's my release. It's my escape valve. And so um, that's I can understand why people would say I'm like Dre. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dre is like a handful, right? He's a lot. He is um, polarizing. Like you really love him or you hate him. There probably isn't an in-between. And so... You know, he's everything. He helps to bring the energy. Like, you get excited watching him on defense. His IQ is so high. I don't know. There's a clip floating around with him and um, Doris breaking down some of their defensive actions. Absolutely. I saw um, that. Mm -hmm. From the season and just listening to the talk, it's incredible. It's kind of like when, you know, the late great Kobe, like remember when he used to do those um, those videos for ESPN and he'd break down stuff and you're just like, wow. You know, yeah. I, I grew a fondness and respect for Kobe after he passed away more than I did, like when he was actually playing. And um, I, when I, I feel the same way when I listen to Dre, you know, it's like just amazing hearing him speak i learned so much so he means so much to the organization you know he is a he's a, a a top 10 by himself defense like on his own and so then when you add him in there quarterbacking the defense and making sure everybody's getting right this is why we have the best defense in the league um he and steph are an underrated duo in my opinion you know people talk about the splash brothers but steph and dre are underrated duo steph and dre high pick and roll is unguardable still no one has ever figured it out i mean he's incredible i love dre he's everything to this team he's everything to the fans you know when we consider the core of the warriors you know you know respect to kevin durant and everything he did for the org but the love is definitely different for steph dre and clay plus andre like those are our four guys and that's the core and people do love katie they do but it's it's just a little different with those with those guys you brought up kd and i had mm -hmm. a debate well not a debate i've had some conversations when you've had a player like Kevin Durant, do you put him on the all-time Warriors list because he brought you some championships? I mean, I guess that depends on how you're defining it, right? Like, if you're just talking about talent to come through the building, how can you not? He's Kevin Durant, right? Um, but there are definitely probably other Warriors that had more meaningful impact to the org, and we're not even just talking about, like, Obviously, everything related to this version of the Warriors is special, right? So, um, he, he came here. He was one of the biggest parts of us winning, you know, two, um, two rings, right? Like, people feel like Warriors fans don't value him enough. Some would even say I'm one of the fans that don't because I don't have this, like, extreme fondness for Kevin Durant. But in no way will I ever take away his contributions to yeah. that team, you know? Um but I think in the past you have other people in, in, in Warriors history that probably, you know, you had like the TMC era, which was incredibly meaningful to fans. Right. Um, and then you have players like Wilt Chamberlain, who was a warrior. Um, and so there's been some great players to come through the Warriors. People sometimes forget because of what the franchise was for so long. So, um, I think Kevin Durant's going to have to be up there, but I, I do think that, like, in terms of, like, ranking, someone like Dre and Clay are probably going to be higher than someone like Kevin Durant. That's good. That's good. Now, I'm a Spurs fan. Nat. <clears throat> I love the Spurs. I still got um, – I'm still, to this day, Zaza Pachulia. He still rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> so, how he did Kawhi. But I'm just – I'm venting right now. <clears throat> no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I kind of felt like Pop really threw Zaza under the bus. Like, he also is just a very clumsy player. I don't think he was intentionally trying to injure yeah. Kawhi. I certainly understand you guys being upset, but I felt like him receiving death threats at his home was not yeah. necessary. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, so. But I feel you. I would have been upset, too. Yeah, I just had to vent world just for those uh, listeners. Like, dang, Murph, you still holding on to that? Yes. Okay, of that was Kawhi's basically. Yeah, I was out of title. But anyway, uh, we got Nat World. Look, I still hold on. I still hold on to Matt to Michael Jordan beating the Lakers to win his first chip. I was a huge Magic Johnson 90, fan. Ninety one. Yeah, 
And I remember him and Scottie Pippen laughing on the sidelines and it made me very angry. And from that point on, I hated Michael Jordan. Oh. It's the single reason I did not like him. So. Fair enough. So you feel we you we feel hold on to stuff. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, now this is this is fun though. This is fun though. Um, when you spoke, when you speak about Twitter and different personalities or a persona in this case, I know there were a feed or a thread that I had read that. Someone came at you very disrespectful. I, I don't remember it, but first you handle yourself with class, and two, as you continue to grow, you're going to get people from the Twitterverse that tries to test your knowledge, or like you said at the beginning, you know, doubt what you bring to the table. First of all, block that out. But what keeps you confident in your abilities? To keep doing what you're doing as you continue to grow And acknowledging them to where it's like Fool, I hear you But I'm going to still keep doing what I do So listen, I mean I'm human, you know So to say that like, For anyone to say that people don't affect them I just think it's not realistic You know, like we can Go around with hashtags saying Unbothered and you know Whatever the case may be But we all have our triggers Yes we're human um and twitter is definitely not for the faint at heart it is the wild wild west and there are some people who would say like you have no business um getting upset because like you go at people too so um you know there's the whole idea of like you you dish it you need to be able to take it um i think you know somewhere in our minds we we've decided that there are boundaries on twitter even if they haven't been written out and so like we go at each other. We may say, oh, that's like the dumbest thing I ever heard. But it's kind of like you leave out personal attacks, right? Like you don't talk about people's looks, their bodies. You don't talk about people's families, their kids, right? These are just kind of the unofficial like rules and lines. And um, so I think sometimes when people come at me and quite frankly, sometimes I don't even see it. Other people bring it to my attention because at some point I've engaged with these accounts and I've muted them or blocked them. There you go. I, I'm using the block button a lot more than I used to before I just muted people. And so sometimes I don't see stuff, but people DM, DM me or they respond on my behalf defending me and they might tag me. And then I go and look and I see someone I muted. So then I'll see like what they said. Um, you know, getting attacked by people on Twitter, particularly men, um, is not new for me. It's It's been happening from the beginning. But yes, the larger my my following grows, my platform grows, it increases. It, you know, I had to deactivate my DMs because a particular fan base was like really, really harassing me, um, creating memes of me, taking my image and, you know, doing things with it. And like, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like why does it have to get so personal like call me a clown call me stupid you know they tell me get back to the kitchen you know for a long time that's why I didn't even want to let people know that I cooked you know um because I didn't want to feed into the woman belong in the narrative kitchen mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day you have to do what's best for you, you so like I said part of that was me growing my confidence and um I you know i'm an advocate of therapy and mental health i go to therapy every saturday and so that's like my my therapist working with me helping me to build my confidence and so you know once i decided that this is what i was supposed to do and i believe that this was the path god was directing me then no one is going to stop that path that's how i feel about it but there's still things i have to continue to figure out i have to get better with not engaging with people you know um and not giving them my energy because that's what they're looking for. Some of them are using me to get clout. Um, some of them, most of the time, it's their issue. Whenever people attack you, it's there always you their issue. And we have to remember that, but you're also like under attack, you know? And so, um, like I said, once I make a decision, I'm not impulsive, but once I decide this is the right course of action, and like I said, I truly believe this is the path God is directing me, then that's it. I'm going to keep going. So it's it's just more for me to continue to learn not to feed the people, not to, to give it attention. 
Um, you know, and I, I still appreciate those out there who defend me and, and, and protect me and, and men like you who give me a, a space. Like, I, at the end of the day, we have to be supportive of one another, but I'm, I'm very protective of black women. Obviously, I'm a black woman, but I feel like we are the least protected species out there. And so, um, even when there are other women sometimes who attack me on Twitter, I don't go at them. Um, I am, I really don't like to like go at other women. Um, it's just not something I do. And certainly I'm not going to like attack their looks or anything like that. Uh, but men are important. Like whether people want to accept that or not, they are like a lot of you guys have larger platforms. A lot of you are deemed more credible just because you're a man. And so we need you guys to be true allies to us. And I've definitely developed some allies who are men on Twitter and I'm thankful for them and not just in Twitter, but NBA media, media people and things like that. And all those people help. They encouraged me. They were like, you're smart. You know, I needed that, you know, like I understand that I project confidence, but I have my insecurities like anyone else. And the way that you see me, it's not an act, but it's, it's, it's something that had to develop over time. It wasn't just like, I came out the womb. <laughs> Here I am, you know? all that. Like, we gonna talk whatever. I cook, I talk sports, I'm a lawyer, I'm doing all. Like, this is me. Nothing can stop me. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So. But thank you for sharing that. And that's why I want to yeah, ask no that. Yes, no, absolutely. Because we're similar. Again, I, I want to just, it's the end of the year, 2021. And for that listener, whether you've been creating content for years or you at, uh, crossroads or you're starting you heard that and for those who rock with me you've seen my growth and my journey whenever you push record you putting a piece of yourself out there to the world period every time you know what i mean so for you to kind of share uh your you know story and, and share how people have support you including myself that's why when i reached out i said i gotta have her on soon ASAP. Now, I didn't think it was going to be a record-breaking Steph Curry moment, and it just it just added to you know what we're talking about today, especially for someone to be in the building and a huge uh, Warriors fan. But we have to support one another. We will continue to support one another, and I'm glad that you know uh, we can do what we do, like you said, organically, and as we both continue to grow. And so for some of my people that you know uh, listens to the supports the show. We'll definitely check you out and see what you bring to the table. And that's what my purpose or mission is, is regardless if I played or didn't, if I talk or don't talk about it, my goal is to work with people that has passion, who loves what they do, and let's encourage one another and not try to build each other down. Because this space is big, but it's still small. It is. And, you know, um, one of the things I don't have like the largest of platforms, but with my platform, one of the things is I am, you know, I try to promote black creators, especially black women creators. And so you will often see most of my guests, they are black. Um, and I am not gonna like shy away from that, yeah. you know, because our voices need to be heard. We're talking about a sport that is largely dominated by black men. And if you're following the WNBA, while, you know, <laughs> the black women in the WNBA aren't even represented the way that they should at, you know, and there's a lot of politics and racial stuff over there. So you're talking about sports that have, you know, a lot of black athletes, you know, it should be, it's, it's a culture for us. It's not just like a sport, you know, the, the intertwining of like, basketball and, and and black culture is it just goes hand in hand and so you should be hearing our voices we should be talking about it and i think it's really important and sometimes i don't think we're heard as much as like some of the others so that's really important to me and like people don't realize all the ways you can support a content creator like look there's so many of us out here doing this we can't always listen to each other's pods every right. single episode everything you put out but you can follow you can download that all helps like just those little basic things mm -hmm. you can write a review or just rate five stars depending on what platform you're listening on there's so many things you can do to help supporters like you don't have to actually just listen to the podcast you can share it with someone who you know is into sports and basketball or you know whatever it is so 
it's important that we support each other. It's also important that we let people know how to support us. Um, I love what you're doing. I appreciate you so much. I respect it Thank and I keep doing it because it's um, it's needed and it's Thank important. You. Thank you. Thank you. The last question I have, I got that list of like Murph, you know how that gets me. We love this. We love the show. We love Nat. But world, we got things to do. Then we, it's the holidays. Hello. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I know I love my listeners. Y'all know I love y'all. The direction of the NBA, especially now with the protocols, what do you think the NBA has to do? to get a grasp on what's going on from your thoughts well i mean they're they're too late now right like what they needed to do they didn't do and so they're not going to shut down so i see people like proposing that there's not going to be any two-week shutdown Mm -hmm. you know there was a, a story that broke the other day saying that they contemplated letting asymptomatic players play that does not sound like right uh uh it does not sound like they're going to shut down. They only shut down those. They only canceled those two games in Chicago because the city of Chicago got involved. Right. Right. So, you know, the Kings have no team. They're letting the Kings play. Um, Money is what drives the U S it's why we've had one of the worst responses as a developed country to this virus. So, you know, they they need to put the protocols back in place. They should have never been lifted because players got vaccinated. So what happened is they, they push, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. And if you do that, we're going to lift all the restrictions. And I think that was their way to get the players to buy in. But it was really bad. You know, like you should have still required social distancing. Players should have still been masked. You should have still kept testing because we know that even with the vaccine, you can catch the virus. So what they did i don't understand you go from a bubble where you did something that was so safe and secure to like this level of recklessness it makes no sense to me so and at the same time while i do think the nba was very irresponsible i see people trying to like take blame away from the players and just put it all on the nba these are grown men these are adults i don't really want to hear things like the nba told us like you know the like we all have the news. This virus has been here for what, like two years? Yes. Almost. Yes. Like, there's no excuse to not understanding certain things. Like, this is a variant. We right yeah. now are dealing with the Omicron variant. Variants by design, they're a mutation. By design, they mutate and create to try to beat vaccines. They're trying to find a new effective way to get into your body. So, yes, it makes sense that the current vaccine is going to be less effective in preventing you from catching it. I would say that the vaccine is working because you don't see a lot of hospitalizations. Most of the players seem to be returning like within the 10 days mm. which 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 leads me to believe not many of them are getting symptoms right i would say that zach levine is probably one of the players who has symptoms because something came out that he's not going to return until after christmas which is well after the 10 days you know joel and b told us he had symptoms but i don't think most players or i don't think many players are having symptoms which means that so the vaccine is working. So it's still a good thing, but at, nonetheless, you're getting it and you're asymptomatic, which is really a concern because you're bringing it home to your families, your kids and, um, you know, and others. Right. And, you know, they're dapping each other up after the game. They're hugging each other. Everyone's, you know, kikiing it up in each other's faces and laughing. It's just it's reckless, you know. And so. Steve Kerr made a statement that they're going to start taking more precautions. I wish those precautions would have been in place before Steph broke his three-point record because they all went out. And I get it. I get the need to celebrate. I do. But you can still celebrate with precautions. And I don't think that they took many. So I think we just have to let it cycle through. I think it's going to hit each NBA team. I think, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm praying and hoping it doesn't. But I think it's about to hit the Warriors. Jordan Poole is the first one. Yeah. Um, they played indiana the knicks toronto last night no yeah they played boston before toronto all teams 
that had been afflicted with COVID and Kevin Durant, who just went into protocols, came and hung out with them after Steph's game. Knox from the the, the Knicks went Knicks. into protocols right after. So, like, unless they defy science, I almost expect that we're going to get hit, you know, the way the other teams have. I hope we don't. I hope. I don't want to, like, put that into the universe, but I, right. I am concerned about it. Well, I want to turn it back to the Warriors when you brought up a, a, a player, but this is more of a a hidden gem. GP. His son. <laughs> Gary Payton. Yeah, he's been amazing. I I, I love his game. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, that was part of my notes, but I was at the beginning, but I'm going to save it for now. Just That's okay. his energy, his love for defense, and just being the ultimate team player. Like, he just do his job. If he plays, cool. If he doesn't, hey, I'm, I'm still here, you know, to support. So, what has his uh, addition been to the Warriors? Wow. Honestly, um, GP2 should be getting more minutes, in my opinion. Um, His defense is remarkable. He's probably, honestly, one of the best defenders in the league. Like, I don't even want to limit it to him being a guard. I mean, he is an excellent on-ball defender. I mean, he's an excellent defender all around, but he is excellent. Um, And at the point of attack, it's... it's, um, it's insane. It's honestly incredible to watch. Um, if he develops a corner three, which I think is all he needs, I think that contract is going to go up immensely, right? I mean, he. I think like his plus minus or I think it's that. I can't remember which one it is, but it is like so high for the limited minutes that he plays. Uh, he's remarkable. And what's remarkable is that he was available really for anyone to go after. I mean, we got him on a minimum. He was in the G League, you know, and I know he's bounced around a few teams, but I also think, you know, that is also a testament to Steph's greatness, right? Like, I think you can put most players next to Steph and they can shine. Um, Kelly Oubre is probably one of the few that didn't work out, which I think has more to do with Kerr and the way that Kelly was being used in our system versus it being like Kelly and and Steph can't play together on the Mm -hmm. floor. But I say that because like we signed a bunch of guys who were vet, vet minimums and minimum deals. But all you hear is how much help Steph has. Well, this help was available for the entire league to go out and get. If you guys thought they were so great and so amazing, which they, which they are truly helping the team. So I'm not trying to like, like devalue them. But what I'm saying is if the common denominator is always staff and every, think of every team, 2015, 2016, you always hear the Warriors are so deep. They have this deep bench, but these players, after they leave the Warriors, they're not in the league anymore. These players on other teams were sitting on the bench, right? They, you know, Bielitsa was just in Miami last year. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. So, like, he's been great for our team. But let's be honest about the players we're talking about and just understand that, like, that to me is the greatness of Steph, the ability that he has to make his teammates better. You know, you had Andrew Wiggins saying, I've never been this open in my life, in my career, right? And so I I think that's um, something, you know, you always hear about LeBron making his teammates better. You always hear about all these other guys, but I really don't think that there is anyone who makes his teammates better than, like, who does it better than Steph Curry. I think he's the ultimate ceiling raiser for your team. Multiple 60 season wins, you know, um, if if he's your star. And I think that, He's not credited enough for that. Um, Gary Payton II, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for anyone to see their dream being fulfilled. And I think he debunks the whole idea of like, oh, your father was an NBA player. So that just automatically means Mm -hmm. you're going to have success and you're going to make it, which is something that people try to talk about Steph's privilege all the time. Well, then how come all the other people who have sons 
their sons aren't there. Look at what Gary Payton had to do to make his way in the league. Mm -hmm. Look at what Steph's brother, look at what Steph had to do, yeah, right. right? He wasn't an automatic. So credit to Gary Payton for putting in the work right he is um still working on his shot and i hope he gets one that's just like 35 percent a reliable three that's, that's it. it he's getting that contract and i want him to get that payday i do i got that one listener like murph before you let that go we got to talk about clay thompson will how will he fit in with the current roster once he does come back you know, I don't think it's going to be really that difficult okay. um, because these guys have been playing together for so long. Obviously, you know, um, Jordan Poole is going to go back to the bench, right? So it's not like he has to really... It'll be interesting to see how Kerr runs the bench. So, but I, I don't think he's going to really have to learn to work with... with um, with uh, Poole. So it's really going to probably be about... Um, Wiggins the most I think um, you know because he's played with all the other guys he's played with Steph he's played with Dre he, he's played with Loon and Andre so he knows those guys and that's who I think he'll still be seeing most of his minutes with but it's going to be Wiggs and I think he's going to Wiggs is going to I think get even better when um, Clay is there because I mean he is just going to cut his way right to like who knows his 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 average may go up in the second half of the season because you know he'll just be able to get to the rim at will at will you know and so I think that will be a new piece that Clay will have to work with Clay's never been that big of a passer you know if he gets the ball he's going to shoot the rock I'll say and let so it fly Exactly. But I just think the way that it's going to open up things for Andrew and, of course, Steph again, because once Steph is on the court and honestly, you can still say like you're not going to respect Andrew's shot, but that's fine. Keep leaving him open, you yeah, know, or keep letting him slash and get wherever he wants to on the court. His shot selection has improved and now he's going to have the splash bros. I mean, it's just really going to elevate the team. Um, and I'm not as concerned about his defense as others because now you have have wigs there and I think he can take some pressure off off clay. So um, he's still going to be a better defensive option than than Jordan Poole, who has to get better. But, you know, I'm not that concerned about it. I think the biggest issue is going to be that clay's. You know Clay is not going to play back-to-backs, and he's definitely going to have limited minutes. So until you probably get closer to the playoffs and he can ramp up. So... But they've been playing enough without him that I think they'll know how to adjust to that. So I don't think it's going to be at that complicated. There it is. Well, Nat, thank you. I appreciate it. This was good. So thank you. Thank this you. Is, um, I, I'll be tuning in most Thursdays. Like I said, the introduction itself gets me hyped before I, you know, oh, the show starts. Thank you. Uh, so shout out to you and your producer and your team for uh, for doing what you guys do. Your dope guests that you've had. Um, I don't have a particular so NBA team yet, but uh, when that when that time come, I'll let Wait, you know. Wait, what happened to the Spurs? Well, I don't really work with the Spurs like these other guests that you've had. So you know, I you know. I think you can come on on that and chop it up about the Spurs. Oh yeah, what well, that is shameless plug, by the way, world. Thank you. Yes, she caught it. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, no Spurs. That's been that's been my squad for I say since ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, right before. Uh, yeah, right when Mike and they won. I said, who's that guy from uh, Wake Forest? I like him. Oh, he going to San Antonio? Hey, I want to go. You know, but anyway, I ended up going to Texas a and and Corpus. So it was just kind of the stars aligned. And anyway, that was decades ago. The Spurs ago. have been playing better, though, right? Oh, yeah. DeJounte, ooh, Murray. I'm, I mean, y'all beat us, but. Um. I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. It was, hey. You know, but we won. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. Walker and Johnson. They they got a good t young nucleus over there in San Antonio. So, but um, the world Nat gave us some dope content. She's a like I said, you heard what she gave us on Why Not Sports. So hear her on her platform with the dope guests. Yours truly coming later, yeah. and just continue to you know show love, support, subscribe, push that play button, and. Look forward to what's next. So if you can let the world know again how they can find you and how they can uh, support. Sure. I appreciate it. 
appreciate you so much, Murph. Um, again, I'm, um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, it's a slightly different version of me. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, hopefully you'll enjoy it. And, and I, I hear it can be entertaining at times. That is uh, Natfluential, N-A-T-F-L-U-E-N-T-I-A-L on Twitter, on that pod on Instagram. Uh, the show is available on YouTube. It's under OTS on the sidelines, OTS Media's YouTube channel. That is my producer, the media company. There's several shows for your entertainment purposes. And also you can find me on most streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, just look under on that. Um, iHeart, wherever you listen to, to pods, you're gonna find it. So if you prefer video, you can watch on YouTube. If you wanna listen on audio, you can uh, do that as well. But I appreciate the support. Also, um, starting this Wednesday, actually, you'll be hearing me in a lot more spaces. So if you're on Twitter, um, Golden Spaces, going to be launching it with another great um, NBA um, personality, Justin, but we'll be doing Golden Spaces. One week check-in on the Warriors, just seeing where they are, state of the Warriors. If there was a game yeah. the night before, we'll recap it, get into it. So lots of places to find me, hear me, see what your thing is. Thank you. There it is. World. No excuses now. So I'm going to follow up with that. And, and, and you you better be making sure you follow up. And she's like, yeah, Murph, so-and-so. Okay, good. That's what I need. That's what we need. But, world, enjoy your holidays. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Murph. You can find the Why Not Sports Instagram on Why Not Sports Pod underscore. You can uh, check out the website, www.dmurphspeaks.com. Wherever you can find all that. And I love your Twitter handle, Nat Fluential. I love it. You can also find Why Not Sports. But again, world, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Continue to be safe. Um, like you, you heard Nat said, that 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 variant. Hey, stay out the way. It's okay to social distance, even though, hey, I'm not in the scientist or a doctor. But just continue to be safe. Love on your loved ones, and just continue to respect people's spaces, even on Twitter. For that listener out there, like, oh, okay, Merv. Big homie over here. But anyway, y'all, I'm gone. Until next time, <laughs> until next week, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep